car would you place in a second sport? The latest Bronson Kafusi draft projections, including Blaine Fowler's take on where he'll go, plus Mitch Matthews in studio. Elite! And the unbelievable story of perseverance from pole vaulter Kyle Brown. That man's in studio. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Is your arm okay, Jerem? Tore my rotator cuff, man. I'm out four to six <laughs> seconds. <laughs> nice. Tuesday, April 26th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the aforementioned Jerem Jordan, who also doubles as Caesar's number one fan. Do you know who is back from their two-year LDS mission trip today? Hmm. Eric Caesar Mika. I am so excited. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 801, all three of the Lone Peak Three will be back in Utah County today. This is a great thing. It's April 26th. They have more than six months to get ready for the season. In fact, six months and two weeks, two and a half weeks to get ready for the season. So this is awesome. I love Eric Mika. Yes. That's what he (laughs) asked to be called when he went to Rome. Ironically enough, coincidentally, I guess that Studio C uh, skit applies here. The uh, women's soccer team is in Italy. They're in Italy right now playing games. They won last night. Three nothing, I think. Three to nothing. Yes. And that. Eric Mika is coming home from Italy. So, uh, you know, it's funny. Nick Emery went to Germany, Eric Mika to uh, Italy, and TJ Haas to France. Right there. They've in covered the powers of Europe. Yeah. Eric Mika, fun fact, also went to the same mission. His girlfriend was called to the same mission. This is unbelievable. Isn't that weird? We need to get the, the BYU Sports dating? Nation TMZ update from yeah, uh, yeah. Caesar. We're going to try and get him in <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> At ERC95 on Twitter if you want to send Irk. him a message. Yeah, he's back, man. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines other than the fact that Caesar is returning. ESPN <laughs> announced the kickoff time for BYU football and Boise State. It will kick off at 10.15 Eastern time on Thursday, October 20th. I am so sorry. East Coast BYU fans. Spuddy Buddy and Spencer reunite October 20th. Spuddy yeah, Buddy's still here. There will remember be another picture. Set, yeah. I remember when you threw him off the set and then BYU beat Boise State. Maybe because you, of that. You can do that Hello? again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All Idaho Spuddy people Buddy. Are like, no! I know. I was born in Idaho. I'm a spud of sorts. Fox Sports' Bruce Feldman says Bronson Kafusi is one of ten, the 10 most underrated gems of the upcoming NFL draft. PredictionMachine.com has Kafusi going in the first round. 30th overall to the Carolina Panthers. There are some projections that have him in the first round, man. Is that a big deal or no deal, Jerem? No deal. He needs to actually be drafted (laughs) in the first round for it to be a big deal. Blake Fowler will join us coming up. We'll ask him who he thinks is going to draft. He nailed Ziggy, by the way, a couple years ago. He was like, Lions. At number five. At, at number five. Straight up. The yeah. BYU baseball team drops to number 30 in the latest NCBWA poll after a series loss to Creighton. The Batcats back to work tonight at Utah Valley, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. And softball crushed it over the weekend against St. Mary's. McKenna Bull named WCC Pitcher of the Week for the fifth time this season. It's actually going to be renamed the McKenna Bull Award, I believe. And teammate Ashley Thompson, listen to this, WCC Player of the Week in the series against St. Mary's. 
Nine for 11, three home runs, seven RBIs. That's pretty good. Yeah. There yeah. was a stretch where she was seven for seven with three home runs. She batted 880, <laughs> and McKenna Bowl, I think, had an ERA of like .55 or something. Domination over the Delavadovas. That should be plenty of reason for all y'all to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Dual Sport Fantasy Draft. The Book of Dual Sport Athletes at BYU adding another chapter. As we referenced and chronicled yesterday with the news that Corbin Kafusi of BYU Basketball will now also play football for the Cougars in 2016. Now this has been a relatively successful venture for BYU Athletics, and you don't really have to look back that far to see that successful trend. So let's examine, let's say, I don't know, like the last four or five years, starting with Jen Hampson, Jerem. The best female athlete BYU has ever had, and she played both. Volleyball, basketball, Sweet 16 in hoops. uh, National championship runner-up in volleyball. And two other Sweet 16s in volleyball. She was awesome. Paula Sique, football Rugby, obviously. Johnny Linehan, currently on the football team, was on the rugby team. Bronson Fusi played basketball as well as football. Lexi Rydolch, basketball. She was a high jumper, too. Jamal jo- Williams, football and track. Yep. Jacob, Jacob Hanneman. Hanneman. He was a cornerback on the football team. He ends up being a third-round draft pick to the Cubs. He's playing double-A ball right now. So recently, it's, it's pretty crazy. You, you have to be a really good athlete to be able to play, too. Like, it's hard enough to play D1. Anything. One sport, yeah. let alone two. We're always on the lookout for our potential BYU Bo Jackson, Jim Thorpe, Lolo Jones that's even. Inten- that's pretty intense what you just presented. On a BYU scale, oh, okay. of course. <laughs> which segues us to today's Twitter question. Which other BYU athlete would you like to see play two sports? Which other sport? Okay, so in the spirit of Corbin Kafusi, hashtag BYUSN. At Jay Linehan 9 this is Johnny Linehan. Johnny Linehan, Cougarettes. <laughs> An early front runner for elite Twitter today. Were the national championships on the rugby team not enough for you, Johnny? You no. got to go and pawn yourself off some championships with no. the Cougarettes who win it every year. Johnny would also like to be the libero on the men's volleyball <laughs> team as well. Just get as many national championships. Can you imagine? I was a four-time like, national champion in four different sports. Most BYU, uh, the athletic students at BYU, I'm not talking student-athletes, I'm just saying the actual students. It's the pursuit of intramural championships, right? You're like, oh, I did. Uh, there's seriously, what is it? Water, it's, it's not water polo. It's uh, inner tube water polo. Yeah. Flag football, inner basketball, water polo. all this stuff, right? So for Johnny Linehan, it might be like, oh, I did cougarettes and rugby and football. Got to get those <laughs> national championship trophies. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Here's my answer to this, and, and we're going to pick one male, one female. Yes. Okay? Eric Mika as... A middle blocker on the basketball team. He has the athleticism. He's 6'10", 6'11", maybe growing his mission. I don't know. He could fit in with Price Jarman and Michael Hatch on that team, and he could be a, come off the bench. I think I legitimately think he could be a very good men's volleyball player. In fact, the men's volleyball team, like their minor leagues, are the intramural basketball team. Like a guy like Jake Langlois showed up, had never played high school or club, and now he's going to be an All-American. He wanted to play golf. Yeah. You, you can... You can, if you're athletic and basketball tends to have the same kind of skill set in volleyball, you could be really good. So Eric Mika, you like that one? I'm totally down for Eric Mika. Good grief. Can you imagine the personality that he would bring <laughs> to the volleyball court? And I want the goggles with it, though. Performing in that crazy yeah. Smith Fieldhouse environment. Oh. Like, if he has a huge solo stuff, 
And then Steve, I was like, Han Solo! Yeah, no, it'd be awesome. Then it would be Ivan Drago. I will break you. Exactly. <laughs> okay, female. Maddie Lyons of the women's soccer team who scored like a 50-yard goal or something this year as the kicker on the football team. Right now, that, that's open. Her leg is so strong. There's an, this has happened before. We're just messing around, right? This isn't like totally serious, but that would be interesting to me. Maddie Lyons, Mark Lyons' granddaughter. As a football kicker. Yeah. I'm not saying Johnny Linehan's spot. I don't want Johnny to get in a, t- in a, in a tiff this morning. We've seen the rugby football connection with Lasike and Linehan and Kai Nakua is the type of guy, the physical player that could do that as well. But I'm going to go with a couple of basketball players. And I'll start with Elijah Bryant. Okay? Think about it. First of all, 6'5", 210 pounds, fast, precise. Great hair. Great hands and great hair. Are you telling me that... Yeah, let's line Elijah Bryan out at wide receiver and throw him a fade route, mm. a la Mitch Matthews. Go up and get the ball, man. I think he could totally succeed in football. We've really yet to see what he can do on the basketball court. That's my only hesitation. I think he's going to be very good. But I want to see him excel at basketball. Then we're going to give him the football show. Paging Ben Cahoon. Paging Ben Cahoon, wide receiver coach at BYU. I'm telling you, Elijah Bryant has the frame to be awesome. He just, from what I have seen on the basketball floor, and I know it's been limited, uh, a few times I've seen him play in pickup, and we've seen him play in the blue and white scrimmage that BYU had. He's just really confident, and he's really precise, has great handles. I think that it would be fun to watch him play football as a wide receiver. Now, the second, also a basketball player, but on the women's side, Kalani Purcell in rugby. That makes perfect sense. She's from New Zealand. Yes. First and foremost, she's from New Zealand. You think she knows the sport? Absolutely. She's 6'2 and fast. Great court vision. Like, I could totally see her dodging defenses and throwing these great laterals in rugby and being awesome that way. She's a triple-double threat for women's basketball. Kalani Purcell with rugby would be a superstar. She would be the eight-man, in my opinion. That's where you'd put her on the rugby pitch. The eight man, mm-hmm. Johnny Linehan is nodding his head right now saying, yes, Jerem. Yes! Lin- Linehan was a uh, fly half. Okay, some other, fun, some other fun options that we thought about. Mo Longy on the basketball floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you need a little beef down low? Boom. <laughs> Mount, Mo Longy. Mount Motakiai Longy. How about, how about Taysom Hill as a, a pitcher? Yes. I think that he could bring it. Nick Emery playing hockey. Nick, just shoot it. Knuckle puck, dude. <laughs> I want, From the blue line. I want Nick as a kick returner or a slot receiver. 6-1, <laughs> one, quick. Colton Shaver, BYU baseball. He's, what, six foot, 235 pounds. How about him as a fullback? Steve Vale, during one of the men's volleyball broadcasts, he was, there was a picture of Colton on a promo, and he said, I'm going to guess that guy's hit at least one home run in this time. <laughs> and you're like, as a matter of fact, yeah, he's, he's hit a lot. Yeah, he's hit I a think lot. He's 20 got, plus. Yeah, so. exactly. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Which other BYU athlete would you like to see play a second sport? And which other sport would that be? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Jerem, this is one of your favorite Twitter handles. At Kugbaka. Oh, yeah. Has to be Ben Patch playing wide receiver. Can you imagine teams trying to cover him as he jumps over their heads to catch the ball? Uh, listen, the athleticism's off the charts. The dude can 
touch 12-4. I mean, that's like Mitch Matthews type of athleticism. I just question the hands with Ben. It's one thing to smack you know, the ball. It's another to grab the ball. That's why I'm hands. going with Elijah Bryant. Yeah. His huge hands, yeah. great handles. Huge. Huge. At Daniel A01271016. Whoa. That's a real Is Twitter that handle. Finn from Star Wars? Tanner Mangum pitching for the Batcats and throwing lasers from the mound. Now, yeah, you would assume that a quarterback has some you know, pitching ability. Like would Tanner hit the 90s? Ability? Ryan Hancock did it as a quarterback in the 90s. Yeah, dual sport athlete. A guy that made the majors with the California Angels. Yeah, California at the time, I know. And played quarterback in an injury-riddled 92 season. At He-Man underscore Hyde. I would like to see Colton Shaver play fullback hashtag King Kong. Uh, I question the quickness, but the toughness is definitely there, and the size for Colton Shaver. At T. Saltum agrees with you, Jerem. We need a kicker. Send any member of the BYU women's soccer team to be on the football team. There's some talented ladies out there. <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out. I've seen a lot of Shaq Walker as a football player. He's 140 pounds, He's too people. light. He's so fast, but he's too light. He's 140 pounds. And he's like a, kind of a sprinter. <laughs> so you're not running an Stay 800 on the football field. Yeah. Up next... Blaine Fowler on where he thinks Bronson, Kafusi, and Mitch Matthews will get drafted. Will they get drafted? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcasting on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Chime in using the hashtag BYUSN. We know you have an opinion about today's topic. Yeah, weigh in using the hashtag BYUSN. A lot of fun responses. In fact, uh, at underscore our weight, who's Ryan Waite, he uh, is with BYU Track and Field. He said, Shaq Walker thinks he could be a star at any other sport. I played basketball with him, so I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and we just talked about him going to break. So, yeah, he's watching, of course. Love Shaq. Uh, check out baseball tonight, six Eastern t- uh, 8 Eastern time, excuse me, on BYU Radio as the Cougars play the Concrete Palace UVU uh, Utah Valley Wolverines. Check it out. Which other BYU athlete would you like to see play two sports, and which other sport would you have them play? At Laser Sheep with an interesting tweet about Shaq Walker. As a pinch runner in baseball. But more than that, I want Mo Longy on the basketball and swim teams. <laughs> swim, yeah, right. Get out of here. <laughs> on the dive team. Thought <laughs> to Terry's Gully. On the dive team. Can you yeah. imagine if there were a cannonball competition? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be epic in next year when Malangi's back. Joining us now, fittingly, our dual threat analyst, Blaine Fowler, back in Studio B. Blaine, basketball, football, and probably a few other sports will be discussed today I, because of this topic. I want any of our volleyball guys to be on the football team and block kicks. Mm. Could, ben, ben, could ben, ben Patch, Patch not just line up in the middle of the field? And if I'm the kicker, I'm like, oh, crap, that guy's over there? And then I shank one. Because I'm worried to kick it right down the middle because I know he's going to jump up there 14 feet. He can touch 12-4. And, and yeah, I know. I'm yeah. exaggerating yeah. 14 feet. He can touch but 12-4. I guarantee you on a typical kick, the normal elevation, if that kick's further than a 40-yard kick on a normal trajectory, it's not 12-4 when it goes over the line of scrimmage. Really? Let's hmm. get him out there and just have him block kicks. That's all he needs to do. A la Mitch Matthews. That's a weapon. Yes, Mitch that's did weapon. it at Central Florida. With his frame yeah, blocking a kid. So that's who I want to see out there. And I think okay. we can I think we can assure the volleyball program that he's not gonna get hurt doing that. We won't let him get hurt. Situational. We'll tape his hands up so he can't even hurt a finger. He already, he already put does. Those blocks we'll, on. Yeah, we'll yeah. do whatever we those need big to do. Club hands. Wouldn't it be fun to watch him go up and here comes the kick? And instead of just blocking it, 
Oh, he kills it right back. Just like, <laughs> bam! <laughs> and, and then he, he comes down and he says... Don't bring that light stuff in here, or it'll bring it'll come back to you. <laughs> Can you imagine this? He spikes a kick on a field I see goal. a potential. So that's the guy oh, I want right. out there. That's the duel. Yes. That's my dual sport guy right there. That ben Patch yes. is the designated kick blocker. He can do it. Kick blocker. Yes. We're, I love we're formulating it. a BYU Sports Nation commercial right now. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, th- this is good. Okay, the NFL draft is Thursday. That's round one, and then rounds two and three on Friday. First off, which team do you think will pick Bronson Kafusi, and then and which round will he go in? So, so here's probably not you nailed Ziggy like right three years ago with, with you know what on Bron- True Blue I'm Bronson right. could go to the Lions. He could go to the Lions. So you think so they like being? I've, do- I've been doing some research on who needs ends, and, and you got to figure three or four DNs will go in the first round. Now, 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 Bronson consistently every mock draft you look at, they have him in the top fifteen going, but they don't have him in that top four. So, so you got you got uh, Bosa from Ohio State that's either going to be the first or second defensive end picked, and then, then DeForest Buckner is the other guy that's that's. So some of them have him one and him two, and vice versa. And then you got Shaq Lawson. So there's a Lawson, Shaq that, yep. and it's Shaq. not it's not Shaq Walker as a defensive end, but Shaq Lawson, and and then then Kevin Dodd. You got two Clemson guys that could go in the first round. So once you get past those first four, then it's anybody's game. So so probably not the first day, but on the second day. Um, Second round um, is is where he could go. So here's the teams that need defensive ends. Cowboys, Niners, Bears, Bills, Chargers, Browns, Lions, Jets, Giants. Man, that's ten teams. That's it? Hey, every one of those teams could use one in the first round. Now, they all won't get one. In the first round, Correct. probably three or four of those. So, so there's a list of teams that could use somebody like Bronson Kafusi. I hear rumors of the Bills that that they like his skill set a lot. I've and heard the Broncos him. as well. I've heard the Broncos. I've heard the Lions. Now, wouldn't that be fun? Now, that's my wish. That'd be too much. My right? wish is to have him at the Lions Ziggy, and, and have it be an all BYU all the time Lions, yeah. so we could really. Um, but but I, what intrigues me is the Giants. They, they need another edge pass rusher, but they need a guy like Bronson Kafusi that could go in there and passing downs and play inside. So you put Pierre Paul on the outside, leave him at end, and so sometimes he comes in and he spells him. And then in passing downs, Bronson has the size to move down inside and add another pass rusher that can play inside with his hand down hmm. um, inside of Pierre Paul. And the Giants have been, you know, all year long if you watch them, and that's my team growing up. You know, the Giants are my team. The New York guy. Yeah, and, and they've always had this great pass rush. And it's been lacking the last couple of years. So I know there's a lot of talk about can they get a quality guy in the second or third round that can come in and, and play defensive end but also play inside. And when I hear those, I'm going, that's, that's Bronson Kafusi. He, he can do that. And wherever he gets taken, my, my prediction for him is that he will outperform over his career a couple of the guys that are taken in the first round. You are not alone in that. Merrill Hodge joined us a couple of weeks ago and said, I think right now, a couple of these super high-projection defensive ends, Bronson, hands down right now, is better than those players. If Bronson played in a 4-3 and was a defensive end or moved down into tackle of times of time in a 4-3, his entire career, he would be a first-round draft pick. And so... The, the fact that he moved around and played outside linebacker and he was in a 3-4 and there wasn't really a spot for him, and he didn't really just decide, hey, I'm going to play with my hand on the ground, and they didn't decide until last season. So to me, he has more upside than any of the other top 15-ranked defensive ends mm-hmm. because he hasn't played that position his whole life. And so he's going to skyrocket by a lot of people. He, he is... 
He's got this great ability uh, to get upfield and be around the quarterback. I love the way he uses his body. A good D lineman have this natural knack of like turning sideways and not giving a big surface area to an offensive lineman. When you watch him pass rush, he just gets that, just naturally. He'll turn himself sideways, he'll slide through a hole, and he won't let linemen get their hands on him. Very fluid. So long that he can keep them away from him, keep them off of his body. Because once those big monsters get into you and get holding you, now you're done. Well, he doesn't allow that. And, and we know about his work ethic and how relentless he is. Um, he doesn't give up on plays. He plays through plays. And so I think he's going to get better as a run defender to 4-3. Lateral quickness is really good. He showed that. 40 time was, was good. I, what I liked was like his three-cone time and his shuttle time on, his, on uh, his pro day and combine day. So to me, I think he has the most upside of all the 15, the, the top 15 guys that will get drafted in the first, second, and third rounds. Um, so, you know, those guys I mentioned, you know, Bosa and Buckner and Lawson and Dot, they'll all get drafted in front of him. At least two of those guys, he will have a better career mm. than they do. And somebody will go, wow, he was a steal. If he slides to the third round, he's an unbelievable steal. Oh, man, round. are you yeah. kidding unbelievable me? Unbelievable steal in the third round. And that would be Friday. So, so my wish for him is to, for him to go to the Giants just because that's selfish. That's Jim uh, second, that's, second round of the Giants. I is want like him your there. That's my, that's, my, that's my selfish thing. That's but but I think team too. yeah, he could yeah. he could be um, with the Bills. Um, he he literally could go to the Lions. That's that's somebody that has a need for another pass rusher. Three guys that played together at BYU Wouldn't in twenty twelve. Wouldn't that be fun? So yeah. Then, then there's the curious case of Mitch Matthews, who will join us coming Elite. up on the show as well. And there's that. Thanks for that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> do you think he will be drafted? I think his forty time got him into the draft. Um, Me too. And so I think he was just outside, and I think he was a sure thing free agent guy. I think that that got him into the late rounds of the draft because there's teams that are going to look at him and go, okay, now he ran 4-4-1 and 4-4-7, you know, and his two. And I think that surprised a lot of people. It didn't surprise Mitch. He was like, yeah, that's, I, I knew I could do that. Um, all of his numbers were good. His vertical was 36 inches. At 6'5", 6'6", 36-inch vertical, there's teams looking at him right now going, okay, what, what can we do with him right out of the shoots? He can be a red zone receiver. So he can come in, be a terrible mismatch for a cornerback, and he can be a big-time target in the red zone. This is a guy that, say he only plays 10 to 15 plays a game in the red zone, he could catch six or seven or eight touchdown passes next season. And so he'll be a, he'd be a useful uh, player on that team, and then whether or not he gets more playing time outside the red zone will depend on how he shows them he can get off of NFL press coverage, you know, real physical play inside of five yards. If he can show them that, then he's going to play even more. Um, but I think there's a role for him there. And you know what? I think he... At 6'5", running a 4'4", he can run down and cover kicks. And sometimes teams are going, okay, what can he do right away? He can play in the red zone, and we know he can run down and cover kicks. And he can come off the edge and block kicks and, and field goal. So there's a role for him. Let's draft him, and let's see what his upside is. Um, he looked phenomenal on his pro day. Like He was lean. He was fast. I, and I, but I think his 40 time got him into the draft in the late rounds, and now that opens up a door, um, and he's got an opportunity. I think it would be great for BYU to have a non-pass rusher drafted because that's what BYU's been doing, which has been great. But BYU needs skill position guys drafted, so this would be awesome. The only problem is Spencer will be unsufferable. You mean insufferable? Ab- insufferable. He'll be both. Unsufferable. Both, all of it, above. If Mitch Matthews <laughs> is drafted about elite. <laughs> I only, love BYU only, because, only because you know I'd be right. This is a topic for another show, but you know where BYU is against that on this. Show, where right? BYU is going to have multiple guys drafted over the next with with yes. Kalani Sataki. Yes. 
they are going to start getting offensive linemen drafted again. Mm. And and they're, they're I think with this staff, the way they're going to recruit, that they are going to upgrade at that position, and we're going to start to see BYU have a pipeline to the NFL for inside guys, defensive tackles. And offensive linemen are going to start being on that draft board year after year, starting two years from now and then moving forward. So that's something we can look forward to. I just don't see any way that a team doesn't take a chance on a guy like Mitch Matthews because his measurables during pro day were so good. I mean, what's the risk taking him in the sixth or seventh round? And he passes the eyeball. I mean, you look at him, you talk about the eyeball test. So late round guys, and then they put a lot of stock in when they come in and they visit with these guys. You know, how are they? Do they seem like team guys? Are they going to have any problems off the field? You'll take some problems off the field with a first-round talent guy, you know? So there, there's all kinds of talk about Ohio State's, you know, the end. Oh, gosh, and he's got – is he going to be a good citizen? Is he going to have problems? Um, when you're picking late-round guys and you're choosing between this guy and that guy, you're going – is it a good citizen? Is he going to be no Will problem? Will he obey and honor and sustain the law? Exactly. <laughs> and they know that they've got that in, you know, infinity with Mitch Matthews. He's going to perform. He's going to be no problem. He's going to be a team guy. He's going to be coachable. So I think you're right. Now they look at it and go, in the 4-4s? Four at that height? With that vertical? Let's take a shot on him. Mitch Matthews and Devon Blackman hoping to find their way onto rosters as former BYU receivers. Who will the starting go-to receivers be for BYU during game number one? Countdown to the Wildcats. One thirty. How did you get Jerem on board on this thing, by the way? I don't know. Because it's the off Eventually, he just converted. Just boredom. So, well, Ben Patch will be the starting kick blocker. That's the one thing we know. <laughs> Oh, mission. The club hand, yeah. so he doesn't break any yeah, fingers. We're going to put boxing gloves on him, spiking and it he's going to spike it back. That's Aussie, the starting Aussie kick Antonetti, blocker. Aussie Antonetti, 98, broke his, broke his hand or wrist, and he would swing with his club. Aussie Antonetti looked like he could fly. Oh, yeah, man. Exactly. He looked like Superman out there. Kyle Brown, a guy who has a miraculous recovery story, and, and he's an elite athlete. He joins us next. Stay with us. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans all over the world. Hey, future guests coming up uh, later this week, Mike Littlewood, Stephen Bale, newest signee on scholarship for BYU basketball, Russ Chalavea from football staff, and Evan Brennan, a, an agent uh, for NFL draft hopefuls and current NFL players. On draft day. Yeah, so that'll what's be great. it like in the war room? Yeah. We should mention this. This, this just came, came out from the Daily Herald, uh, Utah newspaper. The Provo School District Board of Education approved the sale of the old Provo High School property to BYU in a unanimous vote uh, this morning. Uh, 25 acres for $25 million. BYU is going to, uh, re- I, I guess, let's, has agreed to rent the facilities and grounds, including the stadium complex, for 30 months at no cost to the district while construction on the new school takes place. How about that? So, so TBD on how that will be used by BYU, I think. Um, yeah, the university has no immediate plans for the lands and buildings, according to the district. So BYU will own that property across from Provo High. Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation, our second in-studio guest is Kyle Brown, a guy who has had a very interesting last few months and is an elite track and field star at BYU, a man we once called a distance runner <laughs> during the Y Awards. In our defense, Kyle, were you not an outstanding distance runner in high school? 
my mom was. And I, th- oh. I thought I would be, but no, not at all. <laughs> so it moved to Pole Vault, uh, yeah. where you kind of found a niche and, and yeah. had great success. But, I mean, we had a fantastic time at the graduation uh, banquet at the Hinckley Center just a few days ago where you spoke and shared mm-hmm. your story. What yeah. was that experience like for you? It was it was neat to be able to talk to my fellow student athletes. Like having gone through such a serious accident in Seattle just two months ago, I felt like I've been recovering miraculously well, and I've learned a lot over the way. So it was cool to be able to share some of that with my teammates, my teammates, and you know other athletes. And with us, so, it, it yeah. was it was very cool for us. And we want to get into that experience in a second. But um, you graduated with a, a mechanical engineering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. GP, what was your GPA again? Three nine five. <laughs> you know, after this semester, it's a little bit lower than that. Oh come on! How man. dare you, Kyle? <laughs> so you slacked up. No. What did you finish with at BYU? Probably a three eight nine. Maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> a three eight nine <laughs> in, in mechanical, mechanical engineering. engineering. Which, by the way, BYU also announced a new engineering building uh, under construction Coming today, up, which yep. is cool. How, how were you able to uh, be a student athlete and maintain such a high GPA in a tough degree? So the secret is to pad your GPA at the beginning with a lot of easier classes, 4.0s, and then <laughs> as you get to the harder ones, you, you do it a little bit worse. But uh, I don't know. I just learned how to not be in class but still get work done. So, yeah. <laughs> to travel around and deal with homework on the road. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. Now, we chronicled a bit of your Thank story you. on the show okay. when it happened, and a lot of people were worried, and for good mm-hmm. reason. I mean, it was crazy and really scary. So let's just kind of start with this. What happened, and how are you doing now? Okay. So I was competing in Seattle. I don't remember much because I got knocked out. But apparently as we were war- – I was warming up for the for the meet. My first warm-up jump, I was sprinting down the runway. And usually, you know, at the end of the runway, you plant your pole in the box, put your hands above your head. But at, when, I, when I got there, something went wrong. I either threw the pole or was getting ready to throw it. It caught on something, and the other end was right in front of my face when that happened. So it – got me right here where you see the scar um and then i was knocked out bleeding pretty heavily the trainer got there some other coaches got there my wife was standing there fortunately she hadn't seen it she had glanced down right when i hit so that was really a blessing for her and for me um so they you know they made sure i wasn't dead or paralyzed i could see out of both eyes which was pretty surprising considering i'd been hit right here so they they took me to the hospital they put me on a spine board took me to the ambulance they drove me to the trauma center Got some CAT scans, which showed fractures all along the zygomatic arch in this area of the orbit. So then um, I was just in the ICU for a few days, and they flew me back to to Salt Lake a few days later, and then I had surgery here in Provo. So. And how are you doing now? I'm doing great. I mean, I look almost normal, as you can tell. I feel awesome. I'm even able to train at like 100%, sprinting, jumping, no pole vaulting yet, because although the the surgeons have cleared me to, to vault, the uh, the team doctors and my coaches don't feel like I'm they're quite ready to put me back in. Yeah, come even on, even coach. though I, I'm ready to go, but you know <laughs> I respect their decision. I trust them, and if I'm not going to get a chance to vault again this season, that's okay. I mean, just so. hearing from you and what you went through mm-hmm. and the how fact severe that you're in the studio. injury. That's <laughs> that's right. It's a miracle. It really is. It's a miracle, <laughs> it really man. Yeah, it, it is, and it's just uh, it's really unbelievable stuff. So first of all, we're so glad that you are feeling better, Thank and you, me too. it's really exciting that you're. Going to get back to compete again. You shared some really funny things during that uh, graduation banquet, which kind of blew me away as well because I'm thinking, how do you maintain a sense of humor <laughs> in that moment? But apparently you, you kept asking the same questions over yes, and over so, again. And- 
for for a period of, of about maybe eight or nine hours, I I was conscious, but I don't think I had any short term memory. So I would usually start with, "Can I have some water?" Because I was really thirsty, and then they would tell me no, and I would say, "Well, why? Because you got hurt. You might have to have surgery." I got hurt. What happened? You had a pole vaulting accident. Well, how'd I do? Well, you didn't compete. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> and then, and then, then I would say, I would call my wife's name, Ariane, Ariane, are you here? And she'd say, she'd say, yes, I am. And I'd say, are, are we married? And she'd say, yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we've been married for, All at, at well. that point, it had been, you know, just over two months. So apparently I lost the memory of that. Well, you know. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, but. Um, that I kind of was on repeat, just that same string of questions over and over again. And then finally, about maybe nine hours after the accident, around 1.30 a.m. on Sunday morning, I started remembering things. So I stopped repeating the questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. What, uh, what's been the best part of this? The best part to me, I think, has just been seeing how much the people around me love me. It, um, obviously, having competed at BYU for four years – I love my team and I love being on the team, but th- having this happen to me showed me how much my team loves me. And that goes not just for my, my teammates, but for the staff, uh, my coaches. I walked into the track office just a few days after I got out of the hospital to see uh, Ann Heyman, our secretary, and she just broke down like when she saw my, my big scar, my stitches here, which were a lot more serious looking than they look now, and just told me you guys don't know how much we love you and and to me that was this whole experience has been really cool because i've seen that and i felt support from everywhere even when tom homo tweeted out apparently even some utah fans were praying for me and mm. you know you're hurt pretty bad when youths are praying for you too but i mean it i, I just it felt pretty that was a joke but <laughs> I, know. I, I, felt, I felt a lot of love from from basically everywhere around me so it's been cool and you mentioned friday at the banquet that you feel compelled to compete again, mm-hmm. to, to prove something. So part of it is that I love pole vaulting. I, I mean, it, uh, and uh, I also feel like I have not vaulted as high as I feel like I can. And uh, I, I mentioned when I was speaking at the banquet that um, someday I'm going to be a dad. I'm, I'm an older brother, oldest brother. And so my, my brothers look up to me, my kids, I hope that I'll be their hero someday. And uh, I don't, I don't feel like I've done what I can do in pole vault yet. And in the, like, in the eternal or even the, the lifetime scheme of things, pole vault doesn't matter that much. But I do care about not giving up and giving, giving it my all and uh, being kind of a hero for my kids that when they look at me and my example, they can say, because of what my dad taught me how to do, I didn't give up when it was hard. You know, So I love it and I want to be a hero to them and, and to not give up in the face of obstacles like this. So, yeah, I want to vault again. I love the shirt that you're wearing as well. <laughs> it's your life. Honor it with the yeah. stretch wide. Kyle, it's been a pleasure to have you in Studio you. B. Uh, again, great to see you uh, back up on your feet and, and feeling better, and we look Thanks. forward to you competing again. Me too. <laughs> We're going to have him sign our flag uh, as we go to break. But All right. Yeah, let's just soak in that unbelievable yeah. story from pole vaulter Kyle Brown a little bit more. Great example of what perseverance is. Joining us next, the elite one, Mitch Matthews. Does he think he's going to be drafted? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of this show, 
Not to worry. Watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, a three-game series with Gonzaga starts Thursday night, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. We will have all three games of that series. The Cougars competing for the regular season championship with the Bulldogs and the Gales of St. Mary's, just like men's hoops essentially in baseball. So check it out Thursday night. 30th ranked BYU baseball who stayed in the uh, rankings in some of the polls, especially the one that we show graphically, number 30. So they're still there. There's still a shot to finish ranked, win the regular season. A huge yes. series, right? Everyone's saying it like that until <laughs> November. <laughs> when oh, we finally vote. Shout out to the Donald. What's up? Twitter <laughs> question Donald. today. In the spirit of Corbin Kafusi. Newest dual sport athlete at BYU. Which other BYU athlete would you like to see play two sports? And which other sport would you like that athlete to play? There have been some good responses. If you missed ours, that's, that's, uh, that was earlier in the show. Download the podcast. Use the hashtag BYUSN. A guy who probably could have played basketball at mm. BYU because he dunked over me which was super fun, <laughs> is in studio right now. Mitch Matthews, former BYU wide receiver. Welcome back to Studio B, Mitch. Thanks for having me, guys. Ginger beard. Be <laughs> had to grow it out. Now that I can, I had yeah. to grow it out. <laughs> totally. Did you – well, you've known, but I'm, I'm like, what? You have red hair in your face? Yeah, I know. You don't have I, red hair on your head. I know. I, I don't know where it comes from, but me and my brother both have it, and we rock it well. So. Yeah. Like a, like a mountain man. It looks – yeah. <laughs> it looks good. It does. Okay, your jersey. BYU baseball jersey, but with the Mountain right. West logo. Where did you get that? You know the little cougar sale they have. You know, like yeah. in the fall, in the all, every every football player goes and just scrambles to find their jersey. And I found Could mine. Did you guys get fit. the first access? Right, right. right. The fans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I found it, found mine. It fit, and so I said, "Hey, well, rock it." And I'll, <laughs> I'll even rock it with jeans and, and wear it out with nice and, and dress it up. So I love it. It's vintage. Yeah, yeah. I saw you tweet the other day. Does anybody have a basketball hoop that they can raise to twelve feet? <laughs> And I was like, okay, what's, all, what's that all about? What, what were you looking to do? I was just hoping to improve my, my dunking game. You know, I just want to expand the, the resume a little bit. So if someone, had, I mean, if someone had one, shoot, I'll do it. I'll try it out because <laughs> I want to be able to do it. So. What, there were commercials in the 90s where they, with Shaq where, Taco Bell or something where they'd raise the hoops like super high or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. we need one of those. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about you know other athletes playing another sport. Whatever. It, it, had you played two sports at BYU, would it have been basketball? Probably baseball. Yeah, probably baseball. I mean, that's uh, my main focus is in high school, baseball and football. And I, baseball is probably my best sport. I mean, just I don't naturally. I'm a lefty, tall. I can I don't know, throw a little bit. So I would have loved to play baseball. I think I was going to a couple times, but I had a – I had right shoulder injuries uh, two years in a row. So um, my, after my freshman and sophomore year, so I never really could. I was always rehabbing and stuff. So, but I would I would have loved to. What position? Uh, I mean, I hope I would have been able to still pitch and play first. I guess you're kind of limited as a lefty, but maybe a small outfield. Hmm. So I loved it. You said you were good at really good at baseball. Are you saying better than football? Like you were. In high school, up? I was. Yeah, in high school, I was. Mm. I just thought football was a lot more fun, and I wanted to play my brother here. He committed here to play, so I was like, I, I, I just want to play football. That's more fun to me. But naturally, baseball was my kind of my thing. Now, up. now I understand the Sandlot picture more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's baseball. all first you love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that makes now, sense. listen, I'm really sorry that baseball didn't work out because your life stinks right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're getting ready for the NFL draft. You're going to play professional football. So what? <laughs> I mean, what is your day to day life like right now? 
Right now, uh, it was just a big shift. You know, before pro day, it was just forty yard dash, vertical jump, broad jump, and the shuttles. Like it was, that's all it was. And then the second I was done, it just toss it to the side. Not that you forget about your speed and your agility, but it's just a football specific. It's a lot more cone drills, a football in the air. Rather, those first three months um, training for pro day, it's no footballs. It's just getting ready for that day. And so now it's getting ready to throw with quarterbacks. You know, finding the guys here to throw with, and getting them ready for the season along with me for mine. And um, it's just more football focused. Has it been fun uh, or more of a grind? How's it been? It's fun. Right now is a good time because, you know, I mean, you don't have school, so you just get to focus on football for the first time. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just get to focus on football, and uh, you're kind of on your own. You know, me and Devon Blackman are doing all the work together right now just because he's in the same boat as I am as a receiver. And, you know, we're just doing everything we can to, to be ready. Um, rookie minicamp, whatever team you end up on this Saturday is that following week. So that, that, that means next week there's your rookie minicamp for the team that you're on. So you got to be ready. I mean, you can't show up and um, not having been in good shape, or you know, it'll, it'll show up if you show up to your camp and you're not in shape. It'll show up to them. So getting ready right now. So your measurables at pro day at BYU were off the charts good. I mean, people were like, "Whoa!" Mitch Matthews ran a four four six or a four four seven officially, was whatever the laser. It was a four four four. Was the 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 official time that Let's I get it I heard right? From it was a four four four. People, wow. okay. Obviously, your shuttle drills, your cone drills were all really good. So because those numbers were, I guess, eye-popping to scouts, how much more interest did you earn and pick up from NFL scouts after that day? It's good to watch it right here myself. <laughs> you know, it's just funny how um, you, go, you go four years of playing football, you go your whole senior season expecting, you know, getting ready to, to play and everything, but a lot of weight comes in, in, you know, in this pro day. Um, I feel like I did a lot at BYU and had a great time. And um, but um, yeah, even some of the stats there, I, they're they're all different. Guys have different times, but um, it's just it's just funny how you go through four years of football and then so much weight still lands on one day, the pro day. So you got to show up, you got to be ready, and uh, you got to do everything you can to show out at that time because you can be a great football player, but once you make that transition to the pros, you have to be fast to play. You, you just it's, you can't be slow. Maybe in college you can get away with it, but you have to be fast you have to be explosive so that's what they're looking for and a lot of weight goes into that one day and so i'm glad i did well did you get a lot more phone calls a lot more yeah where people like whoa mitch yeah, hey yeah, yeah. we kind of like you yeah because yeah. i guess in college it was you know this guy can catch the ball he can score touchdowns he can play but we just don't know if he's fast you know because usually a tall white guy just it's the equation for slow and so i think a lot of people figured that and um <laughs> yeah really though it's no, just, slow for, for white guy, yeah that's just that's just what that's it equates and so yeah. and i knew going into this pro day i was going to run well i mean I just felt that, and my training um, said that, and I knew, you know, leading up to it, that I was going to do those things I did at Pro Day because I'd been training that way, and I had known, and my teammates believed in me because we had, you know, raced together in the off season, and my family and close friends knew. So it was, it was fun to surprise a lot of people. It was fun. How do you feel about the draft? I feel good. It's on uh, Thursday, Thursday through Saturday, so I feel really excited. Um, there's nothing to be nervous about. Obviously, I, I want to get drafted as high as I can, and. Um, if not, I know I'll land on a great team um, with the agent I have. We'll, we'll be just fine, and I'm excited to make a team. That's the biggest thing. Um, getting drafted is awesome. It's something I've been dreamed, you know, I've dreamed about, and I, I really believe that I can and uh, that I will. But I, uh, you know, if I go somewhere as a free agent, I'll be able to pick, and it'll be an awesome situation. I'll go in, and I'm, I'm, I'll be grateful to make the, the roster. I know there's this conversation for guys that are drafted really late. I think it's Mr. Irrelevant, the last Davina player Ophan selected. Davina Yahweh was Mr. Yes, Irrelevant. By at way. BYU, he was drafted as the last player taken. 
Uh, I can't remember the year, but but that happened for Two him. Or yeah, something something like that. Would you rather be drafted really late or kind of have your option as a free agent? Yeah. You know, I've kind of heard that you know whole thing. Maybe the seventh round. Um, do you kind of just go as a free agent because you can kind of pick? Well, it comes down to the team that's picking you. They really want you as well, so they they think it's a good situation for them as well. So a lot of times it is. Um, but when you get drafted, it's that signing bonus. You just mm. you make a lot more money right away, and and that's part of the reason why um, guys are going to play to support their, themselves and their family and their their careers and their future. And um, as a free agent, you don't make as much on that signing bonus. But when you're drafted, it, it is that jump, and so you, a lot of times you weigh those options. Do I go to a team where maybe I think it might be a little bit better fit, or do I go with you know that signing bonus and, and um, trust them that, that they need me there because they're drafting me there? You're hoping to make some coin. Uh, do you have something in mind that you want to buy first? Ooh. Yeah, definitely need to repay mom and dad for all they've done. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's all the, a good idea. All the camps they've put me in uh, in the day, I definitely need to repay them for that. Um, man, a new set of golf clubs would be nice. It's hard to find a, a set of golf clubs. A nice set of golf clubs for a tall guy, guy like me. So a nice a set of golf lefty. clubs. A tall oh, lefty. Yeah, custom yeah. fit yeah, for so sure. It's, it's hard. So. I mean, just some small things. I'm not a, I mean, a huge spender, but it's just some small things would be nice. <laughs> Mitch Matthews with us in Studio B talking about the NFL draft, which starts on Thursday and runs through Saturday. Which NFL receivers, past, current, would you compare your game to if an agent were to say, who do you play like? Wow. I mean, I'd like to say Calvin Johnson, but that's, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I keep hearing, I keep hearing uh, Jordy Nelson. I, I just always hear it. Maybe it's because I'm white. I don't know. But, <laughs> and he's white too. But, that is not a great comparison. You don't think other so? Other than race. You well, don't think so? No. Well, well he's, he's very good at going up and getting the football. Skilled, and he's, but he's not 6'6", six, six, is he? Am I off on I that? I think he's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's, so a, tall, he's a big guy. Taller. I think he's, he's pretty, okay. yeah, he's a big guy. Sorry, I thought he was a little shorter. No, yeah, no. He's, he's, he plays like a, a, a bigger receiver. Yeah. I keep hearing. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. Not that I, I don't know. Um, that's just what I keep hearing. Um, we got to think of a more of like a six six guy. Now here's that, the thing. I made a comparison to Ed McCaffrey. Oh, no, I've gotten that too. I've gotten that okay. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the last summer, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. the same frame. Um, but he, and he was a guy just like you that was at, like athletic, like su- like re- surprisingly almost athletic, fast, could jump really high, and so I I kind of like that one. But it, I mean, that's that's going back. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. Whatever, is I've got that as well. Because you are 6'6", six, six, I'm not sure lefty like has a huge no, difference no, in no, receiving, in football, but yeah. you're a unique, kind of a unique frame, I guess. Right? Yeah, I think, I don't know, I, I guess I probably would be the tallest guy in the NFL playing 6'6". Six, six. I, I don't know if there is one that's tall, maybe a tight end or something, but a receiver, yeah. I don't know hmm. if there's one that's tall. So, um, yeah, I just, I mean, a guy that can jump and go up and get the football, I think, would is a guy like me. Is elite or or not still a thing that people yell at you? Oh like yeah, you've had oh, that yeah. conversation no, for yeah. sure. What's It'll the latest thing? Up. <laughs> It'll. St- I mean, grocery store, out and about. Someone will just yell whether they think I'm a lead or not. Usually, it's the people that you're yelling at me. They believe I am, yeah, so they'll yell at you. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> you're not a lead, yeah. man. Usually, it's the good way, so it's fun. It's still fun, and I'll get some tweets or whenever it's involved with you guys. Yeah. So. It's fun still. That we, thing really, we, that got out of hand. We, in a yeah, hurry. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that was Steve Krell and Anchorman. Like, <laughs> yeah, you better lay low for a while. <laughs> you wanted for murder. With a Talking with Mitch Matthews, former BYU receiver. Uh, as you can see on the screen, those watching on BYU TV, all independent first team, a guy who has garnered a ton of interest because of his pro day numbers. Uh, we'll finish with this. 
I know you're the hardest on yourself. You're your own toughest critic. No matter what anybody says on social media including or whatever. Including me. Yeah. <laughs> including, including this guy. Um, what, where do you feel like, okay, I'm good at these things, but I need to improve in this category the most. Where do you feel like you want to get better the most? Right. I think I can improve in a lot of areas. There's tons of room to improvement, even in speed, even in, in jumping ability and going up in the football. Even the things that I feel like I'm good at, I can still improve on for sure. Um, just being in the offense that we were in, though, the hurry-up offense, the focus necessarily isn't on route running. It's on finding spots, finding holes, and, and uh, being in better shape and, and kind of chipping away and running more plays and kind of using that to your advantage. So I think in the NFL, because they run that pro-style offense, it comes down to more route running, the crispness of routes, the, the sharpness, the whatever it is you want to call it, um, the preciseness of routes is more important at that next level. So that's something that I'm really, really working on as a big guy is being precise in my routes. Because that's something in college that, or in, at least in our offense, in the hurry-up, it's not necessarily more, as important to, to be so crisp and so sharp. It's more about finding holes, being in better shape, getting to the right area. Obviously, running routes is always important, no doubt, and um, we put a lot of focus on it, but it's even more important at the next level. Mitch, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for draft week, man, yeah. so you can let's survive the yeah. grind. Let's do it. Let's awesome do it. Team. I love it, yeah. Absolutely. We appreciate the time. Good luck. Uh, it's, uh, it's been fun to watch. Hashtag elite. It'll <laughs> <laughs> never end. Of course. Thanks for the time, Mitch. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me out. Mitch Matthews on BYU Sports Nation. Is he going to get drafted? We shall see later this week. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, who earned our elite tweet of the day? And who gets the rise and shout? How do you not give it to a guy like Kyle Brown? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem, who's coming up on the show? Mike Littlewood, baseball coach. Stephen Bayo, newest signee for BYU Basketball. And Rusty Oliveira from the football staff and Evan Brennan, an NFL agent on from draft day. the war room. Yeah. Intriguing stuff. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm going to give it to two people. First, Jerem, who does your Rise and Shout go to? Eric Mika. He returns home from his uh, mission today. Congratulations on that from Rome. Excited to hear what happens with Eric Mika. And, and Chad Lewis had this to say about Eric Mika. They're hungry. Yeah, he's hungry. Oh, he's hungry. hungry. Lone Peak 3, hungry. I'd like to give a rise and shout to Kyle Brown. Unbelievable story. If you missed it, download the podcast. Do yourself a favor. Listen to what he went through and the perspective he has on life after suffering life-threatening injuries on the track at, uh, I think it was in... In the field. In Seattle, Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oof, crazy stuff. All right, our uh, elite tweet of the day answering this question. Which other BYU athlete would you like to see play two sports, and which other sport would it be? From at Kristen1258. Zach Selyus on the swim team, because we need to see more leg. Uh, TMI, that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Kyle Brown, Mitch Matthews, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. How about Jatarius Goalie on the dive team? I like that tweet as well. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Bryce Mahika. We're back to work tomorrow.